Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 219. I'm your host tonight, David Palermo, and as always, follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram number one, Twitter, and then Facebook in that order. That's how active I am there. And we have some breaking news. Uh-oh. You hear that? Probably not, because it sucks. But that's our breaking news entrance music here, because Antonio Brown is allegedly getting traded to the Bills, and I put a question mark because I'm the only loser up at 344 podcasting about this right now to tell you that it's probably not happening, and is it a good idea? Wow. All right. So I don't know if life got easier for me tonight or not. It's 344. Um, my little breaking news segment there of a guitar in the background that I was too lazy to run a longer mic cord to the thing. Um, you know, that took a lot of production work right there. I'm not even kidding. Um, before I started laying down that stupid ass like little whatever. They turned into, I got bored of it and had to do something else. Um, when the ADD sets in in between self-loathing and, you know, I'm like, all right, well, let's do something funny. And by the time I get done with the funny, as I'm texting Scott Campbell, the dude I sit next to, he's texting me. Um, he just texted me confirming stuff he saw, too, that John Worrell, I just saw a tweet saying that the Antonio Brown thing isn't happening from a second source of his, I believe. So... I could be misreporting that, but I'm probably not, because why would I do that? Well, point is, is by the time I get done with this dumbass, stupid, funny thing that's not even that funny at this point, uh, really, um, you know, kind of, uh, the news changed. Like, what the hell? Like, uh, it, it's amazing, you know, just whatever. Yeah, so John Worrell, a second person with direct knowledge of talks tells the AP that a trade between the Bills and the Steelers for Antonio Brown is not repeat not in the works yeah so if that's from john world uh i i trust john world and um you know i like it because he likes a good old rock and roll so i've lightened up on laying into these sports reporters because after trying to uh report on the bills myself and be honest it's been a little bit of a rough road here because i'm not so happy lately with the bills as you could tell, but, um, you know, I just like, uh, championships, consistent playoff berths at all costs. That's all. So if that's the case, the bills are in the running for Antonio Brown, which I think is just, you know, it's a 10 year anniversary of the bills trading for Terrell Owens today. Um, you know, Sal Capaccio now on WGR 550 broke the news of that 10 years ago. And I've been a fan of sales for a long time since uh, he had a podcast years ago. And um, it was cool, but I would keep refreshing my free, like my feed and he wouldn't have anything. But he would have like a uh, a show exact opposite of this one. So if you don't know by now, I don't want to say this show is satire, but this show is definitely sarcasm and more of uh, an honest opinion 
and I want to say it's comedy, but I don't intend it to be. This is just, um, you know, raw thoughts. We can call it the Raw Thoughts Bills podcast from now on. Raw thoughts, all right? Not raw dog like my dog, Nick O'Leary, that the Bills had a fucking cut, you know? Raw dog, no gloves, Nick O'Leary catching passes in Florida. His hands are going to be so sweaty. I don't even know how the hell he catches the ball down there. Fucking guy. So, I don't know what the hell Ram went on about. But, yeah, 10-year anniversary. Sale had a cool had a cool show, you know, overproducing my ears because like when you start when you start a little thing, I don't know. If you start producing things, you gotta like do a nice job with it and, and he did, you know. So a lot of effort. And um for me I, I just wanted to have more podcasts and it seems like on the bills and sale was like always the one. This is like before John Murphy had a show. Um, and I would just sit there listening to national radio, trying to get some kind of Bills take, which was like impossible. Like Bills Mafia, you people are spoiled right now, like dead nuts spoiled. And everybody talking about, you know, the Bills being in salary cap hell and Doug Wavy is an idiot. And it's like, no, there's, you know, it's how do you want to spin it? You know, if you're the Bills, were they in salary cap hell? What? The Bills in salary cap hell? Name me another time the Bills were ever in, like, salary cap hell. Like, please, name me another time. Like, when were the Bills? Wow, dude, they're really, like, in salary cap hell with these contracts. Like, I always wanted the Bills to have a problem with, like, having too many good players, you know, but... As always, the players get blamed when the coaches suck, you know? I'm here beating the drum that Rex Ryan is doing some cutting-edge shit, and maybe he was, but he didn't get enough time, and honestly, his defense was not good in the numbers department, you know? So, like, I can't torch Sean McDermott when his defense was awesome, at least on what he does, you know? So, it's like, I loved me some Rex Ryan. I thought he was hilarious. And I like Rex Ryan because he's the guy that would bring players to Buffalo. That's the whole thing is it's a marketing move, too. Like, oh, dude, I was stoked. I fucking hated Rex Ryan when he was on the Jets. But on the Bills, come on now! Let's go. Like, let's bring it on. You know, so I'm all stoked on Rex. You know, Deacon seemed to be stoked on Rex. No, actually, I don't think he was at first. I might have roped him in. I went and bought a fucking Bills tracksuit. And start a podcast, okay? And here we are today, 218 in. No, wait, is this 218 or 219? I don't even remember. I better rewind and go check. Yeah, so I'm good. All right, so, you know, the Bills brought in Percy Harvin. I was stoked on it. The Bills brought in on a transition tag, not a free agent signing juniors in the media, Okay. It wasn't a free agent signing. Charles Clay was not a free agent signing. Okay, that was a transition tag. What that means is you got to pay a lot of money to to make an offer. Where Miami's just not going to match it. And that's what they did to get Charles Clay. And in theory, it was a really good move. But I can't shit on Charles Clay because I believe he led the team in receptions maybe two years in a row, at least one year. So when people want to throw out a stupid, like, loose half-assed, no-contact statement, like, man, Charles Clay was just a fucking bump. Oh, cool, you looked at his receptions? Great. Bad take, dude. Bad take. Okay, because it starts with the offense digressed for two years after Rex bounced, or got after Anthony Lynn, 
who is a runner-up to Coach of the Year, was running the offense for the Bills after Greg Roman got fired, which, by the way, Greg Roman is, you know, the run game coordinator of some crap on the Ravens doing awesome shit, you know. So the Bills know how to they, – they, they knew how to do some stuff. Aaron Cromer, Bills, former offensive line coach, is with the L.A. Rams. You know, Todd Gurley looks good. Golf looks good when he shows up for two years, you know. So, and Danny Crossman, Bill's special teams coach, was retained. And not that offensive line coach. You had the number one rushing offense. My point is, is in a weird way, is like Rex built some, like, put, like, I, I kind of looked at, like, the, the Bills got dogged because of Rex because he had so many coaches on staff. I looked at it like, if you have... Everybody fucks differently. The best advice is like uh, my father's ever given me is everybody fucks differently. And know uh, if you know my dad, you're probably laughing, but he'll like look at you and he'll just like with a straight face and just, hey, and just kind of, you know, just bob your head, one. One head bob, two head bob. A little kind of like at a, I'd say like a 10 o'clock to a 4 o'clock kind of head bob, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, man, just everybody fucks differently. And then add in, like, the left shoulder shrug and throw a hand out there. You know, yeah, he's Italian. Can you tell? So it's like I kind of wanted to see, like, what Rex was trying to build because I wonder. I found the dude fascinating. Uh, I got into the audio book, his uh, book he was a part of, uh, Peaky Crossers, Shallow Crossers, whatever, whatever thing. Uh blinders i don't remember the name of it it's 3 53 a.m okay i woke up from a nap and put on my other half of my tracksuit and came out here and it's got tigers imprinted on it because that's how we roll and cold stripes so um i kind of thought like all right well you know the offensive line if you notice there's a, a lot of times that offensive line assistant coach too you know which is how we have the guy now because i believe he was the uh for the bills he was the assistant coach for chan gailey i believe on the offensive line with uh i believe it was joe d alessandros was the coach of the o-line back then and i loved you know me i love me chan gailey football because his offense was still cut through the league now he already did with the jets recently um so my point is is why not have a bunch of other coaches to do things. You know, he got ripped. Rex got ripped for bringing in Rob Ryan. I'm like, whatever, dude. Can he coach linebackers? And guess what? The linebackers played pretty good. So, like, I I thought, you know. Um, you know, Zach Brown wasn't as good by the end of the season. But I thought Preston Brown was solid. You know, things were okay. You know, they weren't awful. Um, So, it's like. I don't know that he had so many coaches and the defense fell apart and it, and I didn't get it, you know, but I got to know the bills coaching staff behind the scenes from that book and I didn't finish it, but I got about like at least three quarters, I believe. And it was a really cool story how they filed the, the jets, uh, I think second championship season game season. So it's like, you know, Rex Ryan had a pedigree of being cutting edge. He's got the bloodlines. He's got the whatever the hell, you know. He confused Brady. He does some cool things. You know, oh, Peyton Manning watches tape. Good. We'll put out some dummy tape for him to study. We'll do some stupid shit. You know, I like that. 
And I also love that he was just raw, clearly. You know, I'm, I'm in it for the funny. I'm not in it for Jesus. If I want Jesus, I'll go do something else. I'm in it for fucking fun and fun only. So, Rex Ryan, yeah, he might have been a quote-unquote circus or a quote-unquote carnival, but, I mean, you got to keep in mind, ESPN, that's their deal, you know, and Rex Ryan is good at taking the, the, the heat off the players. At the same time, like, he didn't execute, you know, and you got to mix it up. I couldn't really blame the Bills for firing him, but I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, you know, I I don't know. Whatever happened, because the Pagulas, I got to give them credit. They give the guys the resources, you know. I thought Doug Whaley did a fine job in the front office of marrying talent to scheme. And that's number one. If you can't marry the talent to the scheme and you don't have a good relationship with your coach and GM for that, you're, you're fucked. At the same time, allegedly Whaley was hard to work with. I don't know the insides. I'm not there yet. Maybe I won't ever get there. I can find that out. But it's just kind of weird that being in McDermott, you know, they do good in the draft defensively, but they just don't offensively. They move lethargic. So with Rex Ryan, you got this Antonio Brown situation. I'm thinking like, oh, shoot, he might want to come play for a guy like Rex. You know what I mean? But if you go, if you're in the no on football, and what I mean by that is I don't know anything. Okay, but what I will tell you is I'm not just going to root. I'll root for the team because it's our team. But I'm not just going to go, oh, yeah, this this coach has got it. I trust him because I don't think McDermott came from a goddamn dynasty. But his defenses have, have, been, have been good. And honestly, you know, I ripped the Starla Tule signing because they waited to release the money for a minute, it felt like. And they cut Darius because, oh, he's so expensive and he smokes weed or something. Like, okay, well, I brought my bag of weed out before I fired this bitch up, and I'm ready to go. So it's like, you know, oh, guys are lazy. They're missing meetings. Yeah, that's not cool. But, like, when you're, like, a top recruit and you're, like, the number three pick in the draft, and I would say, like, probably one out of seven fucking jerseys is a Darius jersey, and then the other ones are Watkins as well. Uh, So another one out of seven there, too. You got a lot of fucking balls trading and cutting those guys. And there was a lot of balls for Brandon Bean and McDermott to do. And they signed Starla Tule, and he's a lot of fucking money for what he does. And I get ripped at, oh, you don't understand the position. It's not about the position. It's about the money. It's about can he stop the run and can he get sacks? Oh, he keeps the linebackers clean. Dude, the linebackers are always productive in Buffalo. Unless you go back to Puzzle Esney, which... His numbers were productive, but, like, I want tackles for loss. I want, like, you know. Anyways, so that was also before, like, Darius. So, um, just saying, you know, would Antonio Brown be cool? Yeah. But he's going to be a lot of fucking money, and he's going to be draft picks. And if you remember what they had to do for LaShawn McCoy was not only do you trade Kiko Lonzo, which is fine, perfectly fine. Anybody who fucking bat an eye at that, stop it. Just stop it. They trade him. Great move. 
Yeah, it should only take 20 minutes on your boat ride with the Pagulas, Rex and Whaley and whoever you guys are on a boat with. Yeah, it, it, it should be or wherever your resort in Florida. I don't know. Okay, they're allegedly chilling, and then within 20 minutes, they made a decision to trade for McCoy. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Should have been 20 seconds. You end the call. Yeah, uh, we traded with McCoy, huh? Yeah, we got McCoy for Puzzle Leslie. Who's that? Or not Puzzle Leslie. Freaking uh, Kiko Alonso. Yeah, who's that? You know the guy who blows ACL? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. You know that second round, that second round impactful linebacker? That we didn't have to trade three picks for to get Tremaine Edmonds. Remember that? I'm arguing with people on Twitter all the time. Like, yo, we don't need to give up three picks for Tremaine Edmonds. Like, yo, I like him. I'm glad he's on the Bills. But I want to use those other two picks on immediate day one starters to go back to the playoffs. That's kind of what's my thought. But I'm over the 2018 season. We're on a new page. Watch some damn draft highlights. Not even draft highlights, but highlights of players, I should say. The hell, again, it's late. It's now 4 a.m. Um, so, I like Rex because we could get these free agents that he'd want to come here and ball. I don't know if A.B. got traded here if he'd want to come here and ball. You know what I mean? Um, if I was him, it's going to be 31 July. I would sit out the fucking year. I would sit out the year. He's already 31. Am I saying the Bills can't use A.B.? No, I'm not. Of course you can but if you're telling me that the number one targeted position, uh, I believe, for young quarterbacks uh, should be the tight end, if you're looking at Travis Kelsey, you're looking at the kid on the Eagles, Ertz there, you're looking at um, fucking Greg Olson over the years. I mean, Carolina guy, Carolina model, you know what we do in Carolina. Okay, cool. The Bills, Adam Deacon brought this up. He called up first. He goes, I want to be shocked the Bills draft the tight end. He thinks the Bills should draft the tight end uh, first round. I, if I, I don't want to mistake it if he listens to this, but, like, I'll confirm with him. But he was floating that theory out, and I was kind of like, you know, sleeping on it kind of makes sense. Now, there's this dude out of Alabama that I like, okay? And his name is Irv Smith Jr., and his father was a first-round pick for the Saints in, like, 93. So what I'm getting at here is I'm down. Because if you think about it, for you people with Brandon Bean, that, oh, Doug Wheelie hit Silver Cap. Oh, okay, cool. Tight end is a very cheap position to pay over the years as a first round pick. But at the same time, you use that first round pick to get the expensive motherfucker, like a goddamn defensive tackle. And believe me, McDermott's not going to be able to help himself, okay? That said, the Bills are talking defensive tackle and wide receiver a lot. When they start talking about that a lot, I'm not saying you talk about tight end all the time. But, you know, my conspiracy theory on this draft is uh, they're talking tight end and wide or wide receiver and um, defensive tackle a lot, all right? Um, I think the DN spot's fine. They got Yarborough for a little bit longer. Um, they have Shaq Lawson, who is in his prove-it year. If, you know, they're, they're, I believe... They're going to pick up his option, if I'm not mistaken, right? So they go on with that. Um, and Jerry Hughes, don't fucking sleep on Jerry Hughes. I don't want to hear about age when it comes to the defensive line. I don't want to hear about age in football in general. Like, dead serious. If you can play to the system, you're going to be fine. All right, look at Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, does he not have much wear and tear because of special teams? Sure. But, you know, 
I don't want the Bills to blow their wad here on Antonio Brown. I really don't think it's going to happen. I know my take is not a fucking popular opinion. It's just not a good value. Like, the Bills literally got two players out of six picks last year in the draft. Two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, and traded a starting caliber left tackle. And your left tackle had a promising year, and Deion Dawkins could have moved it to the right. That's what I was kind of thinking. You know, and maybe used a pick or two on some uh, off your linebacker there to get some offensive linemen or, or trade for offensive linemen or comb through depth charts or figure something out. You know, go, okay, this guy ain't working, shuffle this center out. You know, but, hey, the Bills on the up and up. You heard it here first. Last year was the worst year I think we're going to have with the Bills since um, a long time. You know, and don't forget, playoff year, fans, was, like, statistically, like, the worst in five years that year. So, like, the two years of Rex and the two years of Doug Marone were better statistically than the playoff year. So, I don't like stats. They're for losers, all right? But the Bills made the moves I wanted them to make after the 2017 season, after the 2018 season, which was move on from your fucking offensive line coach and your quarterback's coach. That's it. I didn't want Josh Allen because he's the rawest. I want Josh Allen because he's here. For one, is he played. I got to see it. And I got to see him survive the abomination of what the front office left him. So it's never that I don't like Josh Allen. Make that clear here. It's always been, he's not set up here. And that's kind of my point with Antonio Brown is the Bills have a lot of work to do on that offensive line. The Bills have a lot of work to do with cohesion. Time is fucking limited. They don't have much time before they go to camp. And then when you go to camp and you actually break down how, and you watch it, and you actually break down how much time they actually spend, yeah, it's a lot of time, but it ain't like that much time. And then you're coming from college, so you're a young guy, okay? And the game speed changes when you get to practice because you're with NFL guys. But then your game speed changes when you get to preseason. And then it really changes when you get to the regular season. And then in games 10 and 11, your rookies are getting tired because they're hitting their rookie wall. So my whole deal was, if you got Antonio Brown, you get that figured out. You're going to get that figured out year one. Yeah, if you're swift. If Doug Whaley was the GM, no joke. If Doug Whaley was the general manager with Jim Monos and the pro personnel department, I think, who came from the Saints, okay? Doug Whaley came from the Steelers. Don't tell me. I did not forget the marketing of these people. Let's just put it that way, okay? When one Bills drives, bring <laughs> brings them in. When the Bills bring these guys, I love them, okay? And I'm going to love McD when they fire them. That's how it always fucking goes, okay? 
But he's McDee's got to earn my love, man. Bean's got to earn my love. These young cats got to earn my love, because Bean or, or McDee at first reminds me of what uh, Shope from Shope and Bulldog says of like an old, like a young Parcells. But now, oh, the trend is young coaches. What do the Bills do? They hire young fucking coaches, of course, late to the party. So it's like, just like a hundred million dollar contracts. Like Darius was like one of the last. Uh, for that position, I believe. Well, I mean, you got Aaron Donald, but he was—he's one of the few. So, what I'm getting at is, okay, so you get through next year and you have a mediocre year. Cool. Antonio Brown is 32 years old going into next fucking season. How do you think his morale is? He doesn't see the playoffs. Okay, somehow the fucking team just does the Bills heartbreaking shit. That a normal football ain't that bad. When you're like a normal team, it ain't that bad. But when you're the Bills and you're in the division with the Patriots, add two losses on there. I'd even add two more losses in the division because they always the Bills always find a way to split. Are you sure with, with, with the Dolphins and the Jets? Are you sure AAB wants to come to fucking Buffalo? No. You're going to have to pay him a boatload of cash and they're going to give away a goddamn fucking pick. And he's already getting a boatload of cash. And, you know, the jokes on Josh Allen being too inaccurate, worst fucking take ever. Coming from a guy who looked at Josh Allen's stats, because I'm a loser, uh, from college and seeing how inaccurate he is, and then realizing that Baker Mayfield is much of a fan I am, the hearsay in passing is that it's 10 screen passes of a difference of accuracy between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen... You know, he passes the eye test. And the reason I don't give him the time of day in college is you're in fucking college. It's hard watching these 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 highlight reels, man. It's fucking hard. These guys are wide open. These guys are wide open. Wide open. You know, Alabama tight end here that I like. Irv Smith Jr. ran a 4-6 something, I believe, at the combine. I thought initially on tape, he looked fucking slow running. I thought he looked fucking slow. I'm like, you know, let me type in this combine highlight. Oh, shit. Under five? Okay. I'm into it. To me, you got to have all the pieces. I know I'm kind of all over the place. But I don't know if I'm AB if I want to come here. You know, I, I I really don't. And it's not a popular take to the fans. You guys are probably fucking losing your mind. Dude, it's not about that. No, you're right. It's about selling fucking tickets. It's about getting me to drive my ass back to the stadium. And fucking guess what? You could get me the kid out of Alabama at tight end or Antonio Brown to pair up with Josh Allen. Who the fuck you think is going to drive to the stadium quicker? Everyone for Antonio Brown. I get it. I get it. I want it too. I want the shiny toys. But to me, this podcast has always been about the chess game here. It's always been about let's let these people build. I'm not just going to not tear it down. You, you can't tell me continuity, continuity, continuity. Well, why are we moving on from Chan Gailey? Uh, why are we moving on for Doug Marone? Oh, wait, he left. You know, 
Why are we moving? Oh, you're preaching continuity again with Rex Ryan. Why are we moving on? Oh, you just, you know, when you don't you like what's going on, you just you just start a new process. Oh, okay. That That's cool. But, like, I don't know. You, everybody knows my take on our front office and the head coach waiting until 2019 to fire the offensive line coach, a quarterbacks coach, and wanted to fire it after the 2017 season. I already went over this three times. But it's like, don't buy into blind faith. Holy shit. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I feel like I'm like a salesman here. Hey, buy into logic. <laughs> buy into logic. And it's like, dude, I've honestly lost a lot of fire talking about the Bills because, especially online, because I can't get past the tier. I can't get past a, you're just a hater. I don't know. I don't think. I think Ivis is worth three picks. Okay, good for you. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and give you my take. I'm not going to go again, list off so many productive second and third round fucking draft picks for the Bills that were day one immediate starters. You know, John Miller, third round pick, right guard, promising first two years. Fire the offensive line coach, goes downhill. Hired the guy Juan Castillo who drove the fucking Ravens run game into the ground for four years. Okay, prior. Let's hire that guy. He's an Andy Reid guy. Oh, okay. Cool. Or you could have Chan Gailey's staff, or you have former fucking guys on the Bills. You have uh, a plethora of guys. You have Super Bowl rings, you know, like coaching the team here and there. You got fuck. It, it, it doesn't matter. Can your team play together? Can you guys put in the work? And that's my favorite part about McDermott is he's a wrestling background guy. And Antonio Brown, six-round pick, I know he'll do the work. I'm not worried about that. I'm sure he would be a pro. He's had humble beginnings. He'll be a star in Buffalo. He'll be loved here, dude. I would love Antonio Brown. But to mortgage the Bills' future on it, I don't know. But this is also why I suffered through the 2018 season is to make a move like this. I mean... I don't give a fuck about the money. You got, you've got you been touting this third and cap space money thing, and I've been touting this. I'd rather have the fucking talent on the roster and compete for the playoffs when all these teams are 7-6 and six in the middle of the season and the Bills could have squeezed in there if they just had a better quarterback than Nathan Peterman as a backup, for God's sake. You know? Don't even... See, I can't even... Oh, I have such PTSD on this issue. Um... You know, it's don't tell me process logic when it's not process when the, the logic isn't processing to me. Okay, <laughs> like sorry, it, it not everything's logical. But this Antonio Brown thing, you can warm me up to it. I'm gonna start fantasizing about it. I'm not, I can't wait for the next man to drop when he's on the Bills. I'll tell you that It'll be a fun year. Which, by the way, Josh Allen and Madden's pretty fun, pretty fun. Um. But, you know, it's like, again, blind faith. We got to be all because the team cuts somebody doesn't mean, oh, well, they're not going to. No. If you have a family, you're not all going to agree on the one thing. Imagine being somewhere where the front office is and you got probably like five people who are like, I don't want to do this. And then six people are like, I want to do this. And then, well, I don't know. it's just, just how sports goes, man. So I don't know if is AB a fit. I'm not sure. Why do I say that? Because of the offensive line, frankly. You know, give me um, a team 
like the Patriots, yeah, of course AB fits. Duh. You know, AB will fit anywhere. But, like, imagine somebody signing with, like, the Jaguars. You'd be like, oh, who gonna fucking do that? Well, that's what the Bills are. That's what the Bills are. Okay, get your ass on Twitter. And then this national media reports, they can't even believe that the Bills could be in the running for Antonio fucking Brown. And it's like, again, when I'm scrolling for podcasts 10 years ago or something on the Bills other than national media and shit and i didn't know how to get wgr we couldn't i don't think there was even streaming on their website at the time on wgr um but it's like i don't like the bills jokes from national media i think it's lazy I didn't like the Bills stuff from Jerry Sullivan, John Waro, these other guys, honestly. I didn't. But after trying to, quote-unquote, cover the Bills and talk about the Bills at least once a week average for a few years now, it's been really tough. Because I tried to have people on who are objective, who, you know, I'm definitely more negative this year, but... I'm not trying to be lazy with my takes. I'm trying to be passionate, trying to be honest. So, you know, we look to sports to to free our mind up. You know, the more I learn about life, the, the more I realize, you know, marketing is a thing, money is a thing. The NFL is run by billionaires. Odds are a lot of them have done shady shit to get the money. Um, it's kind of subpar conversations, but I look to the NFL for fun. Um, I have to take the blind eye to certain things like military flyovers on my fucking tax dollars. Yeah, that, that pisses me off a lot. I don't care about your stupid plane. But you know how many fucking events have to go down to coordinate that flyover? Oh, flyover. Oh, I want to go sign up and go die. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm not down for banker wars. I'm not down for losing loved ones. I have friends in the military and... I love them. Um, so, you know, I it's hard for me, you know. So this Antonio Brown stuff, it kind of, like, drove me to be like, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go, you know. And, and that's what I like. I, you, you can talk me into this A-B thing. I want to keep it positive. I want to keep it happy. And I want to talk the truth about the damn fucking Bills. And truth is, they need an offensive line. They're not set up. Um, I think the tight end there, um, Todd McShay thinks that the tight end I like out of Alabama is going to go. The reason I like him is he's a good route runner, okay? Also, the Alabama connection there with, uh, you know, Brian Dable, Bill's offensive coordinator, Alabama guy. We know him, Alabama guy. And McDermott and Bean have pulled no punches about bringing in everybody they want. They have made this, like, and Carolina North, for real, from coaching staff to front office to players. So I'm going to deal with it because they're working. The defense was like number two or some shit. Like, okay, I guess, but it doesn't matter. 
to me, it was about developing the quarterback. And um, I feel like the Bills wasted a year. I'd, I'd rather see you get your linebacker this year, frankly, and uh, use those picks for other stuff. Um, so 2019, New Year. Really stoked. And uh, lastly, I'll leave you with this. Here's how the Bills fix it. Here's how you get yourself set up for an Antonio Brown situation, which I don't think is coming. Again, John Warrow, you know, like I said, record some stupid-ass guitar intro for you. Give you a little giggle. And next thing you know, um, the news is, is that's a recording my bad track here in the background. My little breaking news segment. The deal's not happening. You know, but I think the Bills need to open up their fucking bank account. They need to get Matt Paradis, okay? If you don't know who Matt Paradis is, he is a center from Boise State. Six-round pick out of the NFL draft in 2014. And he is 29 years old. Will be 30 because, you know, it's a match. Remember, 30 years old. 30. I don't give a fuck, dude. Are you healthy? Do you work out? Do you watch your health? What is your nutrition is number one? Do you think Lorenzo Alexander sticks around because he's just like, no. The dude, nutrition is number one. Body is temple. If, if you're a professional athlete and you don't get that, you're a fucking idiot. And it's like, I love Josh Allen, but Josh, dog, you're fucking killing me with the Chick-fil-A. Coming from a guy who hit McDonald's drive through three times today. Like, I know. Time is money, though. Gotta bring my lunch. You're right. So, um... next okay i think man paradise is uh he's a guy that kevin Missouri made me aware of as a free agent and i think um the bills start with the centerpiece you had to start with the center they got the long kid from the jets who who played center he didn't rate well but he had a broken finger snapping the ball i'll give him a pass uh, but he played really good. It did some research on him. He, and, and at first I was like, man, what the fuck is this? This injury signing. And then Adam Deacon had to make me aware. He's like, come on, man. You and I have always been against the injury thing. What are you talking about? Give the guy a shot. I can't knock it because of injuries. And I realized I just had my hater rate on for Brandon Bean. I just had my hater rate on. I was like, you know what? It's a good signing. Because he was a big free agent acquisition for the Jets after uh, the Redskins. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't like to say that. Sorry. Um, after the Washington team. So he, I, I got to say, Matt Paradis would, would really anchor. It, it starts with the center. You know, I mean, we really appreciate Eric Wood after last year because with their offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, if two pro bowlers could go downhill and one incognito, um, anybody can go downhill. That's why it's like, again, earlier part about Charles Clay, yeah, the whole offense went downhill, dude. It just sucked. Like, and the cream rises to the top. They threw Josh Allen to the Wolves. They got him injured twice because the offensive line fucking sucked. Twice. That's right. A concussion. And then the fucking finger thing. Because the O-line sucked. And I'm not even saying the players. I'm not even saying the... If I say the O-line sucked... I'm always going to blame coaching first. Always coaching. And by week four, you know if it's good or not. So, Matt Paradis, start there. Okay? Get that center in there. Smart football player. 
Played with some good guys. All right. Peyton Manning. Who else do you want to talk about? All right. So, um, he's been around some good fucking football players. And he's a good-ass center. Like, if he's, like, the number one free agent center, there's a reason. So, I will take that. Why? Because I want a guy that's going to come in, be turnkey, and the young guard that gets drafted this year or not, if they don't re-sign Miller, I think the Bills should really extend an offer to John Miller on the cheap. Okay? Move long to left guard. And I don't even know what side long played. I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. If when he played guard. So move long. Yeah, so so your center would be Paradis. You would have long at left guard. You would have Dawkins on the left side, left tackle. You'll put Miller on the right side and your right tackle. Your answer for you. Okay. Is Daryl Williams. And Guess what? Guess what? We got Carolina connection. Got Carolina connection. So he was drafted from Carolina in uh, 2015. And he was second team all pro in 2017. Last year he had a pretty bad injury. So played 40 games, started 29. I'm about it. All right. And there you go. You got your offensive line. If you trade for Antonio Brown, say the Bills figure it out, right? If you trade for Antonio Brown and you got that in the works, all right, you're sad. You know, because God fucking damn it. Use your first round pick on something. If it's proven talent, I'm about it. The draft is all about potential. I want a sure thing. What I like about players like Lorenzo Alexander on the Bills so much and Kyle Williams and even Cordy Glenn at the time, Eric Wood, you know, Incognito. But really guys like Eric Wood and Cordy Glenn are longer here than Incognito. And Zoe's gone through a lot of it, of what I'll tell you. A lot of scheme change. Same with Jerry Hughes. A lot of scheme change. And, you know, we look at football like confusing, but it's also not our day job. You know, it's not my day job, football. If it was our day job, it'd be a lot easier. You know, we're just reading articles. We're not looking at tape. We're not. We have lives, you know, so we look to shit like this. If you're looking for this for X's and O's, I don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, there's some other fine podcasts out there that might get you what you want. It's probably going to be boring, not as funny, you know, but, you know, it it works. Because when I want my information, I just want it, you know. Um, so I think the Bills can make it happen for Antonio Brown. Like, I could see them making it work. It's just you got to show up the offensive line, and frankly, don't tell me, Bills, that you want to save money and cap space this, cap space that, when you're going to really kind of 
screw yourself here if you don't get some good talent cheap now. Um, don't be shocked that the Bills take a cornerback high in the draft. I'm a fan. I thought Doug Whaley had this set up where you had Mario Williams on one end, okay? And this is under Knicks. You had Mario Williams, big contract. And you're never going to live up to a big contract as a free agent. It just doesn't happen. But I thought he actually did a fine job. Um, Marley Williams, you know, they eventually traded for Jerry Hughes and it worked out. Uh, Calvin Shepard for Jerry Hughes, third-round pick for a former first-round pick in Hughes. And uh, Hughes kind of sounded like a Shaq Lawson, kind of like not really turning it on, not too noticeable. If you want to call him a boss, fucking. And then he comes here and he's productive. So that's why I don't want to give up on Shaq. I, I, I like him. This year, he had a good year. He's a quiet, he's a quiet, I feel like he's, I've always labeled him like the forgotten first round pick. Guys, he's so young. He's, I think he's like 23. He's like, might be, yeah, he's like ridiculously young. Okay. And I think it's unfair. There's no empathy for these players when they get money, when they finally make it. You know, you got to keep in mind, these coaches, a lot of them have had it good for most of their life. It's usually a club, okay? And frankly, it's a lot of fucking quote-unquote white dudes, all right? And, you know, I kind of, I kind of, like, don't really like um, when these players are judged so hard because they... A lot of them come from shitty fucking beginnings, okay? And a lot of us have two listening to this, you know? And, and I'm not saying... And, 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 and it, it's hard to awaken at 20 years old that, like, you got to practice. You got, you're got you used to just crushing everybody in life. You don't know any better. You know, you got to do everything you can to be a pro, but that's what makes a Lorenzo Alexander feel Lorenzo Alexander is he listens, he takes the coaching, and he works out. And, you know, I think Sean McDermott likes him. I just think he put some tough love on him. You know, he's not the first one to go out there and be like, oh, he did great. He's almost kind of hard on him. Um, but I think, you know, Shaq Lawson, that's kind of the the whole, you know, we're talking about the work ethic thing, you know. I didn't know he was lazy. All I know is when people were talking about it in passing in the media, it's a pressure. It's like, oh, shit. Allegedly he was, you know, not as sharp. But I'm a cheering on that kid forever you know but uh dr david chow actually mentioned him uh, on his podcast pro football doc we had him on podcast number 205 he's a doctor that put drew Brees' shoulder back in his place uh team doctor for i think 17 plus years for the chargers and um he went to over 20 combines and i was listening to his podcast and you know, he actually mentioned shaq lawson like during the draft there a lot of some people are like yeah he's gonna need surgery and if Bills decide not to get it, he gets hurt in practice. Boom. Has good shoulder surgery. Or whatever it was. You know, so actually it was, wasn't it a mini camp or something? So next thing you know, here you are. Um, my point is, is, I don't know how I got out of this rabbit hole of nothing. But my point is, is these, these players need to be given a chance. And if you can stagger your positions financially i think it's smart what i'm saying is is you got mario williams on one side his contract you signed jerry hughes to an extension okay 
Mario Williams is going to age out a little quicker than Jerry Hughes. You follow me? Now you're following Jerry Hughes with an affordable Shaq Lawson. High talent, low cost. Now you have Jerry Hughes, Shaq Lawson. So the thing is, when you're doing that, you know, why won't the Bills do that with Trey White? You know, find another corner that's affordable. Ron Darby, second-round pick. He did not fit the scheme and style of play for what Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are doing on defense. You know, I was against them cutting Roby Coleman. I was against them trading Darby. I love those players. And Roby Coleman is one of the top slot corners in the league. That said, maybe he struggled in his own situations or something like that. That That doesn't match up. You know, so I'm hoping they were right. It's just I don't like cutting players and then having to replace them because then you end up with a season like this one eventually where one side of the ball just kind of like falls out, you know, so or you just deplete your talent. You can't recover it. So I think the smartest move is to find another corner because Trey White's contract is going to be up in like two years, three years. Okay, that's going to be quick. Next thing you know, this guy will be where Trey White is. Two, three years into his career. Hopefully doing well. And as they say, every year you can take a corner. And do I think Levi Wallace played fine? Sure. Sure. But I'm not... I don't know. I, 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 I like... How do I say this? consistency you know maybe if i sit there and i watch every play again of this dude of levi i'm like you know what he can hang but i like the competition breeds competition thing you know at the same time it's like where do the bills have holes they're gonna feel defensively I i think you plug the defensive tackle spot i think it's a very affordable one to, to plug and if they're going to have a, a defensive rotation anyways i don't think you guys spend big money on it and i don't even think you guys spend a first round pick on a defensive tackle sorry not this year even though because they say this year it's so deep when they say it's a deep draft fucking wait for one to fall to you please because my favorite part about the nfl draft is this is people forget that um you know you're gonna have like Five top centers, five top left guards, five top right guards, five top left tackles, five top right tackles. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And there's 25 picks right there just on the offensive line, top five. And then you got 32 teams. Well, you got a lot more positions to go, right? So why not? Just let the guy fall to you. That's kind of how I look at it. That matches your scheme. You know, I don't know what they're doing on the offensive line. I hope the front office does. I hope they're like, yo, we need guys like this and guys like this. You know what I mean? Like, that'll be sweet. But I don't know. You know, I don't know what the hell they're reading in there. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, to me, if you're deep at defensive tackle, fucking fill it. If you think you need bomb-ass cornerbacks, get that bomb-ass cornerback. 
Do I think a receiver is smart in the first round? Fuck no. No. But I don't know. I, I, I like. All right. Should the Bills take a cornerback first round? No. Should I take a safety in the first round? No. Should I take a linebacker in the first round? No. Should I take anybody in the defensive line in the first round? No. Should I take anybody in the offensive line in the first round? No. Wide receivers? Nope. Tight ends? Nope. Running back? Definitely fucking not. A quarterback? We already got one, right? So, like, I guess I don't want the Bills to take anybody in the first round. So, I don't don't come to me asking questions. But my point is, is this conversation is to shoot the shit with yourself and go crazy and document it. And, you know, I got to say, I went to bed. Or more like got ripped and fucking fell asleep in bed. Still had my tracksuit top on. And uh, I woke up to some text from my friend Ryan, RJ. And uh, he's a big Steelers fan for life. Die hard. I've been hearing about Antonio Brown like every day for about like fucking three months. I've been hearing about this bow situation all since last season. And it's cool. I'm into it. And, you know, the Bills could work up a package for those two motherfuckers. And just ship LaShawn out if you want. I don't care. Do whatever you got to do. I probably won't like it because I'm just, I don't know what they want to do. I, I don't know. I, I want to I wanna fall in love with some players. I could do A-B. I just feel like he'd be wasted right now. That's all. Just, they're not set up. I don't want a disgruntled player if he's going to be disgruntled. I don't know if he will be or not. But I just want to win, you know. So there's also that. Thank you for joining along. It was definitely worth getting up out of bed at 2.30 to come fucking try to podcast here. Um, it's now 4.37, and I was worried I would have nothing to talk about. And somehow I've talked to myself for 53 minutes and 50 seconds right here. So as always, tune in to Numb Bill's Fan Podcast. Um, our last podcast was with Rob Antonucci. Um old friend riff lord from this band achilles other couple awesome bands over the years like building on fire etc etc and really cool dude he's a teacher graphic artist and um he loves josh allen and i and i love josh allen too okay don't forget it i do love josh allen i just don't like the josh allen and antonio brown situation are both similar to me i just wanted josh allen to come here and they have the right, oh, dude, we got this awesome quarterbacks coach for you to work with. The offensive line looks promising, a.k.a. Frank, Frank Roy could have been the coach and kept Aaron Cromer. But the Bills got the assistant offensive line coach from the Colts, so that's cool. I'm into it, you know. And uh, they got a, a very well-qualified quarterbacks coach, and uh, I forgot his name there. But he's a Carolina guy, coached one year in Appalachian State last year. But, uh, you know, he worked with Cam Newton. And Cam Newton's a big guy. I just don't know why the Bills can open up their fucking paybook and pay him more than being an Appalachian last year. And he could have had one more year with Josh Allen, but who am I? So, all right, go Bills. As always, listen to one with Rob. Um, quote, unquote, text message from Rob. He has enormous hands. Like, he was stoked on his hand size. And I'm stoked on his hand size, too. But best of all is Josh Allen, Brandon Bean, really took a risk of... Uh, Especially being a resident of Buffalo for eight months. And Rob and I shot the shit. Like, Rob went to college at UB. He was in hardcore bands in Buffalo. I would go to shows in Buffalo for years. And then I stopped for a bit. Just started doing music in Rochester. And 
I would never say I know a Buffalo guy. So when he came out and said that Josh Allen's a Buffalo guy, you're going to love him. I'm like, bullshit. But you know what? I do love Josh Allen. And my favorite part about Josh Allen is his humility and, and his ability to laugh at himself. And his ability to believe in the people around him. And you need that. And what, I'm really stoked on Josh Allen. I really was not stoked on giving up so many picks and starting left tackle. But, you know, I move on. Shit happens. You know, but here I am in the fucking fuzzy weather day. Like, oh, buddy Nixon, Jay Gailey. But, like, now I'm kind of, like, going back. Like, oh, man, now I understand why Jerry Sullivan and Waro and some radio guys and other people are, like, very critical. Because they've seen this so many times. Now I've seen, you know, Bills fans really do have amnesia. We forget that, like, we, we saw E.J. Manuel with the lack of a real quarterbacks coach in town. So, you know, everything is about the situation, I think, in football. And the thing is, with football, is there's so many different systems and so many different, um, not so many different systems, I should say, but that, that, that are being run in the NFL, I should say. Only so many. But you should be able to marry the ten, like like when you load up a player, what scheme does he fit in? It should be like a Madden Ultimate Team card. Every fucking player, what scheme? Measurables. I don't really care about speed too much. Cause it's about route running. It's about other shit. It's about gaining quickness. Cause it's it's very rare to have speed and quickness at the same time. Um, unless you're fucking DJ Metcalf, the receiver there. So. Yeah, and that's another thing. If you get a guy like that, and the Bills draft him, if he's there at number nine, you get him really cheap, and you have a top talent. And if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. So, again, thank you for listening. Please check out number podcast 218 with Rob Antonucci. Love Rob. We talked all Josh Allen love fest. It was cool. We talked about his ups and downs, the balls of Brandon Bean to be like eight months into the job and telling us he's a Buffalo guy. And, hey, man, he was right. He's definitely right. So, as always, follow along. I'm Bill's fan on Instagram, Twitter. It's the immediate reaction stuff. And then Facebook is kind of like a hub, but um, not really as active on social media. I mean, I am. But come at me with something good, please, for the love of God something good deep take all right um okay so stay tuned we're gonna have more podcasts coming and uh hopefully this one spark your uh your fancy here and coming up i would like to go through some positions of the draft i'm not sure if i'm gonna do like one side of the ball because it's always i have all these aspirations and time just runs out so i would like to do a podcast about the combine um not sure if I want to get a doctor on. Maybe I'll request Dr. David Chow. I don't know if he'd be into coming back. But if not, I think I want to see if Kyle. I like Kyle from Banged Up Bills. i got to get him back on. See if he'd like to come on. I'll probably just text him. So, Kyle, if you're listening, I'll be in touch. Um, if not, and you hate my takes, which I don't blame you if you do. <laughs> um, all good, but, like, we'd love to have you on. Um, and talk combine because combine is all about the medical 
If you want to see what's going on, go to the game tape segment. But also you learn about the players, and it's really just a great collusion fest. So this is where you can tamper with players, and it's fun. But really the medical, 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 medical. And the combines are very interesting because you get a lot of freak athletes who come out, and then they do nothing. But again, it's situation. So, all right, take care. As always, I'm your host, David Palermo, and uh, it's been Numbills Fan Podcast 219. Follow along at numbillsfan.com. And, uh, yeah, take care. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast.